There's a chance, and I'm not going to characterize it as anything more than a chance, that we'll be seeing the two best teams in the Eastern Conference, maybe the two best teams in the National Hockey League, at PPG Paints Arena tonight. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Penguins versus Panthers at 7.08 p.m. And I feel pretty comfortable predicting, based solely on how the Penguins have performed the past couple weeks against some of the top teams in the East, that they'll bring a high level of their play to this one. That's just how they've been rolling here for a while. You go back to that Rangers game, yeah, Igor Shesterkin was great. Yeah, Tristan Jari was just a little bit better. But overall, the Penguins more than rose up to what the Rangers were doing in that one nothing shutout victory. You go down to Tampa, arguably the very best showing this team has had in one night all season. And nothing less than that. Then came the game in Raleigh. I, I covered that one down there. And for the first period, it looked like a continuation of Tampa. And then after that, maybe not so much. But you could see that those teams are existing on the same plane. There's not a, whoa, you really got to play up to be able to compete with those guys. You know, I didn't get that sense against the Hurricanes. I didn't get it against the Rangers. I didn't even get it at all against the Lightning, who are the two-time defending champs. Maybe I'll get it in a couple of weeks when the Penguins are in Denver taking on the Avalanche, the only team in the West that I'd put into this bracket. But maybe not. I don't know. The one team that feels to me like it could pull away from the pack even just a little bit is this one. It's this Florida team. They're not perfect. They've got Sergei Bobrovsky in goal. I don't need to tell anyone in Pittsburgh what that means come playoff time, especially if our man Bob ends up facing the Penguins again. And while Florida has a a reasonably good, reasonably mobile slash physical defense corps led by Aaron Ekblad, what really drives this team is all that talent up front. Quality. Quantity, class. Alexander Barkov is an elite hockey talent. Jonathan Huberdeau is finally being embraced by the rest of the hockey world as an elite talent in his own right, challenging for the scoring title. There's a lot going on there, and you're going to see it with your own eyes here in Pittsburgh tonight, regardless of the outcome, regardless of how the Penguins do, you're going to see what the Panthers bring. Most of it is up front. Most of it is being a threat to put out seven, eight goals in that game and not really raise an eyebrow. 
That's how good they are. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. But are they the best team? Are the Panthers the best team? That's a different discussion. Especially when you're limiting the context to playoffs. Let's not forget that the last time we saw the Panthers in the playoffs, they and the Lightning tried to murder each other. It was the NHL's wildest series since Penguins Flyers more than a half a decade ago. That's how crazy it was. Now, it was entertaining as hell. I would watch Panthers versus Bolts in a playoff series from now till the end of time. That was tremendous. But they didn't win it. The other guys did. And the other guys went on to raise the cup again. Why? Well, first and foremost, the Bolts do have the better goalie. They probably have the better goalie than, like, any team they face. That's how much I think of Andre Vasilevsky. But they also had the experience. They had the know-how. They'd been there. They'd won it before. They know how to defend. These Panthers right now remind me a lot of the Penguins shortly after the arrival of Sid and Gino, where they could score a ton, and they were so fun to watch. But yet they got to the very first round against Ottawa. Remember that series against the Senators? And they just got run out of the building. It wasn't even interesting. And they finally make it to the cup against the Red Wings. The Red Wings, they put up a fight, obviously getting to seven games, but at the same time, they always felt like the underdog to the Red Wings. It wasn't until the following year, of course, that they overcame that. These Panthers still feel to me like they're incomplete. But there's nothing to stop them from becoming more complete. If it's additional depth that they'd need on the blue line, they can go get that. If it's a backup goaltender who could really, really be someone that you turn to if needing to pull the shoot with Bob, those are out there. Those are out there. This is going to be interesting. I'm not going to lie. I'm really looking forward to this one. I am eager to see these Penguins face any team, including bad teams, I should add, that are strong in transition. You'll notice that the Penguins are really effective, even against higher quality teams that aren't the transition types. Tampa's really one of them. Okay, But even if it's a lesser opponent like the Devils or the Senators, you'll see the Penguins kind of struggle because they'll send all their young guys just flying back at you and every mistake ends up being a two-on-one or a breakaway. Well, the Panthers do a lot of that. The difference between the Panthers and most other teams is that when they get their chances, my goodness, do they do beautiful things with them. Their finishes are just clinical. And that can make the whole process feel a little deflating. 
This will be a very, very good test for the Penguins. Might be the best test for the Penguins. When we come back, just one question. Assuming Teddy Bluger and Jason Zucker make it back into the lineup, is there really a need for the Penguins to do anything at the deadline? I think these past couple of games showed that the Penguins won't be a pushover when it comes to being physical either. Um, You know, Bud, the way I would look at this more than there being a need is what's available in the form of a want. When I look back at the last deadline, to me, Jeff Carter felt like a need. This team was really missing, like in a giant hole kind of way, what he brought. His ability to play center and wing, his speed, his size, his veteranosity, or whatever you'd call it, all the intangibles. He was and remains a perfect fit for this organization. On top of that, even though you gave up a high draft pick to get him, by signing him to a couple of years extension, as the Penguins just did, you end up getting a pretty nice value out of the deal too. It's not just throwing someone away for a couple months of hockey. That's that's a need deal to an extent. It's a want this year, I really see it as mostly about want. Remember when we were talking about backup goaltending? Well, Casey DeSmith's played pretty well, and there have been strong signs internally, I can tell you this, from management that they're fine entering the playoffs with Casey as the number two, Louis Domingue as the number three. Louis, by the way, got sent down yesterday, which means he's been cleared off IR. If you're a believer, as Jim Rutherford used to openly talk about, in that you need to enter the playoffs with not two, but three goaltenders. Remember the Jeff Zatkoff game against the Rangers? Then the Penguins would appear to have that. Are they three guys who can single-handedly win the cup? No, of course not. You're going to need Tristan Jari to be everything that he's been so far in this regular season. But do you have two other guys? Yeah. Again, there's wants and needs. I would categorize going after a backup goalie right now as a want, and I don't believe that they want to do that from what I've heard from them. The other one, heaven knows I've made enough of a stink about this over the past few months, has been right-handed defense. Well, along comes Mark Friedman, looking very mobile, very spirited, very um, annoying, I guess, for lack of a less tactful word. But that's a playoff kind of player who's also been way more important. Performing well. He's used his speed. He's been on the puck. He's made good plays with the puck. He's really been aggressive in joining the rush and at the same time hasn't looked irresponsible in doing so. Here again. Is he the guy that you'd want in your top four toward winning a cup? No, but depth is depth. 
and he seems to be good depth. If something were to happen to anybody on the right side of the Penguins' defense, you could put Friedman in, slide Chad Ruedel wherever you need to, and proceed. Same thing goes with the left defense, but that's always been true because you have P.O. Joseph around, and for that matter, Yuso Ricola. Where we come back to the same topic again and again with this team of late, even though they've gotten the results collectively, they still aren't getting secondary scoring. And until you see Kasperi Kapanen start dropping pucks into the backs of nets, that's not going to change. That's not to lay it all on him. I was here, too, when Evan Rodriguez scored 15 goals in the first 37 games and then fell off the face of planet Earth. The Penguins are hoping, hoping that they come around. That is a want. If they don't, over the next couple of weeks, if somehow, some way they were to, I don't know how you regress from scoring zero goals, but I guess it's possible you just have like zero chances or zero touches of the puck or zero clue, then you'd have to look at it. You'd have to look at secondary scoring and what to do about it, and maybe it's not so much a want and it's more of a need because this team can't win a cup with zero goals from the third and fourth lines. You asked about Bluger and Zucker. There's a really good chance Bluger's going to return tonight which will be a really welcome thing on a lot of fronts. Zucker is not close, but he will be, by uh, every account, available in plenty of time for the playoffs. So that kind of fortifies your depth chart. It starts to put people into positions where they make sense, including a couple of people right out of the lineup. But they've got to score. Whoever goes in for these guys has to score. We've got to see secondary scoring. Otherwise, I really feel like being active at the trade deadline is a viable and very fair thing to bring up. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.